Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. A few words for a successful life. Always ask why. Why? Tell the truth. All the time. Why? Write thank you notes. Eat right, sleep right. And exercise. If you don't like your job, change it. Why? Be creative every day. Take a fun trip. You don't always have to do things fast. These motivating thoughts from Randy Pausch's last lecture remind each of us to live our dreams. Can I go now? My dog wants to play. Oh yeah, play with your dog. And with your kids. Motivation. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. The latest show goes after hours. The Beyond Swanky podcast with Kennedy Lucas brings out more for our Lucas Nation fans. Tune in for reviews, topics, and even special guests. We go beyond the swankiness as it's juicy as hell with our DJ, DJ Lupezzi, playing nothing but the hits on the Spotify podcast version. Live from our studio of Swanky Studios, it's the Beyond Swanky podcast with Kennedy Lucas on Atlanta's number one stations Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 radio station listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify iHeartRadio Audacity Apple Podcast Stitcher Podcast Google Podcast YouTube and more In 1987, some inner-city first-graders were promised a college education. Now, this promise didn't come from a wealthy corporation. It came from Oral Lee Brown, who saved a large portion of her modest income every year for these children. She told Miss Brown, you can't do everything I said, no, but we need to do more. And she did more by sending 19 kids to college, helping others pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Now tuned in to Atlanta's hottest radio show. Our stories from our studio to your ear. It's the Beyond Swanky podcast with your host Kennedy Lucas on Swanky ninety three point three radio station. The Heat ninety four point six radio station. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting podcast today. This is the Beyond Squanky Podcast with your host. All three of us are here in the studio. My name is James Myers, and of course, we have Monica and Kennedy up in the studio. Welcome to another exciting podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I know a lot of people been asking us, because we, we see our forums, we see our tweets, we see the Instagrams and the TikToks. A lot of people have been asking us, hey, will we have a podcast uh, yesterday morning, and then I mean the answer is no for yesterday morning because yesterday was Monday. Today is a wonderful Tuesday. It is April fourth, guys. We are in the month of April. I cannot believe it. It was a little bit breezy yesterday, uh, getting warmer temperatures throughout the week. We're here. It's springtime. We've got a lot of things to unpack. Uh, I guess I'll say it, Kennedy. You know, we've took a weekend off. Obviously, we took the weekend off from everything because usually on weekends we like to prepare and plan. But we finally had it to where we, you know, let's just take the weekend off. Let's see what happens in the news so that way we can come back and have a more compact show and we got a lot to talk about here. So if you guys are listening to all of our radio platforms, thank you. We're talking Spotify, Spotify for podcasters. Our heart radio is a big one for us. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, FM radio platforms in general. Uh, we thank you guys for that. We thank you guys for your continued support of our show. 
and Kitty. What's going on? Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, yes, James, it has been a fantastic weekend. And it feels so freaking good to be back in front of the studio to give y'all uh, another exciting podcast. Yes, this is the Beyond Swanky Podcast uh, with your your host, of course, James. Monica's here as well. Everybody is back. I know last week it was just me and Monica last week, and we had a great show. And over the weekend, it was true. My fans, our fans, our audience, I did propose that we have a weekend to ourselves because uh, as we are, and I'm going to continue to say this, guys, on our show and to everybody out there. Uh, yes, it is true. On weekends, we like to take some time off. I needed and I told I came and I laugh and I smirk because I remember it was Friday and we needed to come in the studio and, and plan and prepare. And I said, y'all, I've got media, other media stuff to do. I need to do promotions for my two films. By the way, shameless plug, guys. The Street Style Homecoming and 1943 will hit Amazon Prime Video in the next coming of weeks. This summer of 2023 is going to be lit because I've got two films of ours that are on the way. I'm so stoked. I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I want to thank my partners over there for with uh, Amazon Prime Video to make my distribution happen for us. Um, so I needed a weekend off from that. Uh, school is going good, right? So I needed, uh, this past week was my final week of course four. Now, if you guys don't know, and you should by now, I am a grad student. So, um, I have to take up to, well, I have to take 10 courses, uh, to get my master's degree. I'm finishing out course four, getting ready, ready, uh, for course five. So I needed to finish my last assignment for that too. And then I had to go, uh, house touring, which I'm not going to go so deep in that because that's kind of that's a little personal, but house touring, yes, uh, I'm doing that as well. Planning for other stuff. So I said to the guys, our audience, I said to Monica and James, hey, I, I need a minute. I need a weekend to just breathe. And Saturday and Sunday was WrestleMania weekend. So I needed to just say, okay, cancel the, the planning and we'll just wing it for Tuesday, April 4th, which is today. Um, so, yes, we had a lot of stuff going on. So I said, hey, let's take a weekend. But it's good to be back into the studio to see everybody. Of course, we've got DJ Lupizi is in the building. Uh, Monica, she's here. She's going to do her introductory. Um, we've got Tyra's over there. We've got Addison and Arthur. They're here. Everybody is here for the studio for another exciting podcast. Uh, again, welcome to the podcast, uh, the Beyond Swiggy Podcast, season two. Monica, how the heck are you? What's going on? We back. We back into the studio. I was actually thinking about this this entire weekend because I know what Kennedy was doing, obviously. It is true, guys. Audience, our fans, that... Kennedy was busy, right? He was so busy. And I can tell, so Kennedy, when he gets a lot of stuff going, just a little bit, because I don't know if he told y'all about this quite just yet, but when Kennedy's out there working, he's very motivated and he's very focused on what he needs to get accomplished for the weekend. So my weekend was good. Uh, I went out with the girls. Uh, we had a great time. It was fantastic. Went out with a couple of drinks and we just celebrated, you know, just life, you know, I have a group, so Kennedy has this group of his friends, and then I have a set group of my friends, and James, of course, you've got your own set of friends as well, even though we're all friends, good, dear, nearest, and dearest friends, but sometimes we have to step outside of our circles to get other circles, um, so that weekend was really, really good, ready for another exciting podcast this week, we have a lot of things going on, uh, if you guys, I think I announced it last podcast, but I do have Kennedy Run, Kennedy Lucas and Associates, and SNN. So we have, we we have to go into our newsrooms and and of course give our notes and our critiques and our our tasks for Addison and Arthur and, and Beatrice for their reports throughout the week. So another exciting week to come. It's April. We're here. It's hot girl summer. So ladies and gentlemen, it's your girl, Monica Gray ready for another exciting podcast and indeed we do have a grand slam podcast for you guys as well it, it does feel good to be back because you know monday you know I, I so i listen to a lot i listen to a lot of podcasters and and they're doing their show and, and i know we're nowhere i'm nowhere near the studio i was like damn like, I really wish we were in the studio doing podcasting because everybody's like uploading content for Mondays. So 
Um, but it's good. We're, we're here on Tuesday, April 4th. We do have a Grand Slam podcast for you guys as well. Um, I wanted to kind of give a shout out to something real quick. Because uh, I do have a segment, and I'm going to do a review of WrestleMania, of course. Uh, when I told my co-host, James and Monica, that I'm talking about this, they said, okay, yeah, this is all you, Kennedy. Because they know of WWE, but they're just not, they're not, they're not just, they're not not fans, but they just don't really keep up with it as much. So this is a, a cool segment for me. But I wanted to express something that I've got introduced to. And I really do love it. And I wanted to, because with our podcast, we talk about hip hop, we talk about gaming, we talk about interesting topics. But sometimes I do like to help educate the masses a little bit. Now, this is not primarily our sponsor, but it could be. Uh, if you guys are a fan of reading books, now, if you, there's a little tidbit about me, I'm a huge fan of reading books. Um, I read books, I have a library in my home. I like to read books. Uh, I can come out and say one of my favorite books of all time for right now would have to be, it's a tie between two, right? It's The Great Gatsby and this new book, well, it's not new, it's been out for a while, but this book that I've started reading by none other than our former president, Barack Obama, uh, he's, his book, his latest bio book, A Promised Land. So I've actually started dabbling into the audible part of it. One thing I've learned Working at an institution, which we can't mention the name of the institution that we work with anymore in the podcast because of marketing and labeling reasons. Uh, the institution that uh, we work under and we're partnered with, uh, we have access to what is called the OneDrive or OverDrive. I think is what it's called under the institution where we get publications for free, we get books for free, and we get audible books for free under the institution. All we had to do is download the app called Libby and then link my our OneDrive under our accounts. And then that's how we're able to uh, read books, ebooks really. You can read via your phone and tablet or you can actually listen to the audible I've been dabbling, guys. I have been dabbling into the audible parts of this program. And the latest audible book that I've had been listening to as of late is The Promised Land by Barack Obama. Um, it's not every day I talk about educational kind of things. But me being a grad student now, I've been enjoying listening to audible books as of late because it kind of sounds like a podcast right it kind of sounds like they're on a radio talking about their story uh, but in more of a book form so i advocate to a lot of people research it not primarily and, and this is for and i mean we can't name the name but we're gonna name it is emory university right so if you go to a, a ivy league school or you work under ivy league school like that or if you work under Let's say, for an example, GGC, got to shout out GGC because I just saw men's and women's latest new returfing of their soccer field. Looks amazing, by the way. Um, try out Overdrive, right? If, you, if your institution has it, has that program, Overdrive, download the app Libby and start listening to these books. Uh, it, I don't know. I just feel more intellectual. I feel, I don't want to say that I feel more smart, but I just feel very calm and very meditated when I'm reading or listening to somebody's book. Um, Barack Obama's latest book, The Promised Land, is a great read. I got to say that. So I don't know. Maybe every podcast or every other podcast, if I'm listening to another book, I can kind of give a synopsis of the book. Uh, I can give a quick synopsis, too, because this is a Grand Slam podcast, guys. Uh, the Promised Land. It's a great book. It's, it's phenomenal. It's a great read. Uh, it's Barack Obama, right? It's Barack Obama who is telling his, his story, right? He, he's telling his story about, you know, growing up. He mentioned this segment of where his, his uh, folks used to call him Barry. I remember reading, listening to that part because there is a movie called Barry based off Barack Obama, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. So it's very, very interesting for that. And just kind of telling his life story. Now, I haven't gotten so far into the book, um, but it's a great read. It's a very, very great read uh, for sure. Monica, you said uh, while we were before we got on the air, you said that you also was listening to this book as well. The Promised Land. Yes, Kennedy, I, I have. So. Of course, you know, you gave me your, your login credentials and I 
I actually had a chance to take a lesson too, and to really see. I really liked how Barack Obama in this book talk about love in marriage and the things he had to go through.、Um, me with him being、uh, married, obviously to Michelle Obama, and juggling the presidency. Very, very interesting for that.、Uh, this is a great read.、Uh, me and you both, Kennedy, we haven't gotten so far into it. I think we have about twenty some hours to go. Now, in the Audible, they have a timer, so、uh, you know, you get you you listen to the full book, and this book, if you listen to it, is a full twenty nine hours long. So again, it, it's going to take us a, a while to read,、um, but. The cool thing about this this software, this system, if you will, you have the book. You can have the book for 21 days, so that's almost a month, right? Where you can have a chance to really listen and to really do it.、Uh, me and you both, Kennedy, in the house, you know, we we listen together and we we just sit and we listen and we. It's kind of a meditating for for me as well. Because we're sitting, we're not doing anything. We're not in the office. We're not working the companies. We're not looking. We're not stressed about any of that. We're listening and we're in tune and we're hearing what they got to say in their book. And guys, a little sneak peek about me and Kennedy: we are sitting on the couch listening and we don't say anything. And that's how we like it: peace and quiet. Because we 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 talk about it. You know, here at KOP Entertainment. There's a lot more to our business than just podcasting and being on the radio. It's Kennedy Lucas and Associates. It's SNN. It's article writing. It's planning. It's in production for film. It's a lot of moving part with our business. Plus, with logistics and and acquisitions and and paperwork and meetings, this is that moment where me and Kennedy both sit down. We don't talk. We don't talk about any type of work. We listen to the audible, and that's just something that the system、uh, brings to us. So I recommend it, guys, as well as Kennedy's mentioned it. You know, OverDrive. If you any institution that has it, if you're under an institution, whether you work for an institution, you're partner with the institution, or you're going to school at that institution, look into that, guys. Definitely. Yeah. So definitely,、uh, hey, like me and me and Monica, we agree, y'all. This is something I, I recommend a lot of people doing it because you know a lot of people don't read books anymore, right? It's either either reading or listening to books. A lot of people are not in tune. A lot of people watch TV. I'm guilty of that because I I love TV. I really really do. I've been watching this new、uh, show called The Night Agent. Oh my God, The Night Agent is so good. Uh, I'm going to. We're going to finish the season、uh, or the whole series first before we can give a full take on it because I do have a full take on it. Let's just say, guys, that that show, The Night Agent, is really, really good. It's available right now on Netflix. It's, it's thrilling. It's gritty. It's smart. It's witty. It's like Jason Bourne meets Mission Impossible, maybe. Right. So it's so good. It's really, really good. Uh, we really dabbled into it. Now, the review that I wanted to talk about, the show that I wanted to talk about, because obviously I was going to talk about it here on the podcast. We got to talk about WrestleMania 39. So I know I get it. A lot of people don't watch WWE.、Um, I still do, right? Because Monica, when I first met her, I told her, "Hey, this is my childhood." Right, this is my childhood of watching WWE because I watched I watched WWE when I I started watching it when I was about four, and really I didn't really know too much about when we when I was four and watching WWE back in the day, and this had to been like four years old to like I want to say two thousand. Two, two thousand three, if I'm not mistaken. So over the years, we've we've dabbled into WWE. I remember my dad taking us to the Macon Coliseum. Shout out to Macon a little bit because Macon's not in Atlanta's my home, but shout out to Macon because you know the Macon Coliseum. WWE was there a lot, performing right.、Uh, down fast forwarding many many years later on that road. You know us going to WrestleMania 27 when the Georgia Dome was there. Who who remembers the Georgia Dome, guys? That was a time. Down to the Phillips Arena. Who who remembers the Phillips Arena before they came became State Farm Arena, right? 
to these events that we went to and uh, we went to uh, state farm now that is called state farm we went to a wrestling event event twice there down to again i doubt he remembers me but when i met the Miz at one of the hotels in gwinnett county right so these things are I, this was my whole childhood right is a whole childhood of me watching wwe and of course i still watch it now i get it i know a lot of people would say that it's fake honestly the move that they're doing and the whole production that's not fake you can't fake that right um but the characters they're performing their characters uh wrestlemania 39 sofi stadium again it was spectacular it, it was all right uh some of the matches i felt yeah but some of the matches i said holy crap this is a good match right now i'm skimming through some of the, the on the card right because i'm, I'm not going to talk about everything that was performed at wrestlemania because we don't have the time and we have other topics to get to on our show this morning um but i did enjoy the card i really did wwe when are you guys coming to damn mercedes-benz stadium now when wwe wrestlemania comes back to atlanta to mercedes-benz stadium yes we're getting a ticket and we're going to go see um Again, Austin Theory, I, I, I like the kid. I like him, and I say kid, but I'm a kid. He's really more of an adult than me. But Austin Theory, I was repping for him. Of course, he won against John Cena. Austin Theory's from Atlanta, right? So I'm going to root for anybody that's from Atlanta, right? So Austin Theory is from Atlanta. Of course, he won that match. That match was mid. I mean, it was just a starter to it. Uh, Charlotte Flair, Rhea, Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley's match was very, very good. I enjoyed that match the the most. Now the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Kevin Owens, um, it was like a eh, type of me, and I guess because I was laying in bed watching and I kind of dozed off, and I don't really remember a whole lot of it. Um, the Seth Rollins and Logan Paul match was very interesting. I can kind of see why, and this is kind of my opinion, and I don't know if I might be alone in this this segment because James and Monica they're looking at me like oh. I haven't we didn't watch it so I don't know um <laughs> but uh I felt that you know they they needed to push Logan Paul for his contract I think Logan Paul may not be able to renew his contract simply because he's in a scandal right now right I, I forgot the, the name of the YouTube channel that exposed him about his the crypto farm I think it was and it was kind of and that based off the analysis and and watching the video and seeing the company i i think he tried to perform some fraud stuff right i think he got got right they they caught him in the lie and it was all fraud in my opinion i, I always think that crypto and bitcoin is all a fraud until i can believe that it's very sustainable i had a lot of people come up to us and say hey klp entertainment should invest in crypto i don't get it so that's and i tell everybody i don't get cryptocurrency i don't get it i don't get bitcoin so you're never really going to catch me in, invest into something like this because i don't get it um but you know it was good to, to have his last match the match was good now right i can't say it was bad it was very good logan paul is very very talented he's very athletic but i think he's going to cut his ties with wwe for a sec because of that scandal that scandal really screwed him up in that um the Becky Lynch, Lita, Lita, Trish Stratus versus Damage Control. Eh, I was so not interested in that. I didn't like the whole Mysterio angle, Dominic versus Ray. It's good to see Ray back in there because he did get inducted to the Hall of Fame. I just didn't like this. I didn't like the whole story of that. I, I really didn't. One match I really thought was fantastic, and I'm glad the Street Profits won because they're my team. But the showcase match where it was Braun Strowman, Ricochet versus Street Profits versus the alpha academy versus the viking raiders from a performance and a showcase standpoint that match was fantastic a lot of every all the guys all the superstars doing these crazy moves to keep the crowd going and i'm always gonna say when it comes to wwe and big events like wrestlemania the crowd makes the show and i'm glad that they're picking up on it they still got some work they got to do on that, but the crowd makes the damn show. And if the crowd is so in tune with it, and if the superstars are performing the way they should, putting their bodies on the line, doing these outlandish moves to make the crowd say, holy shit, this just happened, 
that causes for a good match. So that showcase match was phenomenal. It was really, really good. Night two, I am pissed because I thought Cody was going to get it. I thought they were going to hand Cody the belt. They, they, okay, here's the gripe I have with WWE with this match. And this is just my, as an analyst and a panelist, WWE, don't shame me for this because I would love to be a podcaster or, or an analyst for them one day. I really would. But this is the gripe I've got, right? This is this is my, my rant moment for the podcast this morning. Cody Rhodes comes back. Epic story is built. The hype is built. Everything has been built for Cody Rhodes. Now, Cody's my guy. Simply because he revamped himself. He worked on himself, right? Because when he was part of Legacy, he was just kind of the beat him up type of superstar where the the guy, the, the superstars come in just to get beat up, right? Back in the day, back in, let's say, 2008, 2009, right? Comes back this year, 2023, revamps, trained, got swole, got a little bit bigger now because back in 2009, Cody was a little scrawny. But as he grew up and, and trained, he got he's a little bit more buffer. And I like his angle. And number two, Cody Rose is from Atlanta. Like I said, I'm going to root with superstars that are from Atlanta, whether it's Cody Rhodes, Austin Theory, Apollo uh, Cruz, right? Anybody that's from Goldberg, anybody that's from Georgia, I'm going to rep. AJ Styles, I can't forget him. He's from I think he said uh, well they said Atlanta but I think he's really from Marietta superstars that are from Atlanta I'm going to rap because obviously we're headquarters here in Atlanta we're all from Atlanta but he didn't win he didn't win nothing against Roman Reigns I'm so sick and tired of the bloodline storyline I'm so tired of it it's oversaturated Roman is a good superstar, but he ain't that good, honestly. I've seen more better superstars than Roman Reigns. Not hating on Joe, but he ain't that good, right? So I hate it when WWE, and I don't hate WWE, I love WWE, but I hate it when they oversaturate stuff with the whole bloodline angle. There, It's oversaturated. It is. I, I, I'm just, from an analyst and panelist, in my opinion, it's oversaturated. I thought they were going to hand Cody the belt and have Cody live out a legacy. It's time. Um, so I was a little bit upset about that. That was the main event of night two, guys. I was so, so pissed off about that. Um, Bianca Belair and, and Asuka, uh, uh, their match was very, very fantastic. I, Bianca Belair is my girl. That was my pick. I'm glad that they're, they're keeping the belt on her for a little bit longer. She's a star. She is a star. She's doing a lot of great stuff. So it's very, very interesting for that, for the wall, for the Raw Women's Champion. Look, another match that was a slobber knocker, to quote the great Jim Ross. Another match that the crowd was like, again, excuse my French, guys. Holy shit, this match is good. And that was the Intercontinental Champion with Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. From a performance standpoint and from... A superstar standpoint, the move set, how the way they were slapping each other, and Michael Cole was laughing throughout them because I I laugh when other people laugh, right? And they they laugh at something extremely. I thought it was very very funny how the way they were slapping each other and like really just brawling it out like they're at a bar somewhere. Like that match made me laugh. It just and I'm laughing now just to just to see how good the match is and just to see. How determined. Now, they were beating the living crap out of each other. <laughs> and that's what's so funny, right? That's what made people laugh and commentate. And again, Michael Cole was laughing because they're beating the living crap out of each other. And somehow, us Americans, we get so tickled when people are beating the crap out of each other. I don't know what it is, but we laugh at violence. And I know that sounds a little scary, but we do laugh at violence. I don't know what it is. That match was good. Now, the Edge and Finn Balor match was like, eh, okay. It was extreme. I was kind of hoping, and here's, here's what, here's what have, would have made a good story. Now, WWE, if you listening, you need a creative director, hit, hit my line. I doubt it that they're listening to the podcast, but let's just say you had Finn, so Finn Balor, Edge in a cage match. Where 
Finn Balor starts bleeding, and the medical trainer gets in there. The door is open. Have the Judgment Day come. Rhea Ripley, because I think they she just had her match. Damien and Dominic. Or two of them. Or have Dominic and Damien, right? Have them come. Beat the crap out of Edge. And then, since this is Brood Edge... Let me show you how big of a fan I am back in the 90s and in the early 2000s. Judgment Day's beating up Edge because there was speculation. It didn't happen, but we all thought Gangrel was going to show up at WrestleMania. Right? Now, I'm going to Google because I'm sure this man hasn't passed away or so. I don't think so. But let me just, go, yeah, let me Google the facts first because with the older superstars, they don't really report on who, who like, good wrestlers who passed away. So he's, he's still living, thank God. Um, he should have flown. They should have Gangrel in to help Edge and Christian, right? So, again, Judgment Day. Comes in somehow to the hell in the cell, interferes, knock the ref out or no disqualification, beat the crap out of Edge, have Gangrel and Christian help Edge, the brood, right? That would have made for such a good story for WrestleMania, right? Because if you're trying to sell Brood Edge, bloodthirsty, blood drinking Brood Edge, the brood, it was Edge and Christian and Gangrel. Right, so I don't know why they did. They missed the ball on that one, in my opinion, because that's something I would have liked to see from nostalgia reasons. Because I know sometimes you say no, we say nostalgia doesn't sell, but sometimes nostalgia can sell, and they should have sold on that. The Brock Lesnar versus Umas, it's uh, I, I wasn't a fan of that, right? Because I, first of all, I guess I wanted Umas to win. It's good that Brock got over and the crowd loved it and it's good to see that the crowd loved it but i'm just like "Eh, okay the last well this wasn't the last match but the last match was on the card it was the the woman's showcase Liv morgan raquel rodriguez natalia Shotzi, ronda and Shayna blazer chelsea green and sonya deville that that shit was boring as hell again the crowd makes the show and when the crowd is quiet this is not for a good show I wasn't interested in that match. I watched it. I was just like, it was kind of a sloppy hot mess, in my opinion. And I can say that because I don't work, I don't work for WWE. But it was a sloppy hot mess, right? Because if you got the men showcased where the crowd was really intrigued, right? You had Bianca and Oscar really intrigued in that match. They could have made this showcase a lot better. It was just sloppy. It was slow. It was draggy. The crowd wasn't into it. It was boring. And I think because we were at home and I just said, okay, let this play. I'm going in the kitchen. I'm going to fix me a dessert or something. I'm going to fix me a drink while this match plays on because I'm just not into it. Right. So, like I say, WrestleMania was good. WWE does plan to merge with UFC uh, partner company Endeavor. I'm really stoked to see how that goes. Um I'm interested. I'm very, very interested to see how that goes for sure. So we'll we'll have to wait and see on that one. So we've got Monica here. And she's been dying to talk back on the mic. Because we've got to talk about Mr. Joe Budden. Monica, what's going on with Mr. Joe Budden? It is true, y'all. I went over. I came over to Kennedy's space. And he he said, you know, hey, I I need to watch WrestleMania. Because I got a review of the show. But, you know. And I said, ugh, because I, I, I can watch wrestling with, with Kennedy all because I love him and I'm going to watch it, but I just don't get it. I don't. I don't understand it, but he gets into it. So if that's something he likes, sometimes we're, we're going to have things that we both like, but our, our significant others don't like. So that's, that's me and Kennedy. But. Mr. Joe Budden. So we, I thought this story was very interesting because we do listen to Joe Budden podcast to get kind of inspiration of our show. And I wanted to dabble on into this story real quick because, number one, I, I 
like Kennedy, we both love Joe Budden. We love his music. We love his show. We like what he stands for. And we listen to his show, his podcast religiously because we got to take notes. So Joe Budden, not Joe Biden, because when I talk to my girls about Joe Budden, they think, oh, the, 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 the president. And I'll be like, no, not the president. Joe Button, the rapper. Joe Button, the podcaster. The Joe Button, the executive. Joe Button, slaughterhouse. <laughs> right? So Joe Button says rap media personalities are bigger than rapper themselves in new interview. Now, Joe Button has reminisced about the course of his career in a new interview. I would love for him to come back with just one last project, but he said he retired, guys, so we can't we can't force that on him. And he said that the rap media personalities are now bigger than rappers themselves. An exclusive interview with Complex, the pump it up rapper, pump pump it up, didn't mince uh, words when it came to hip hop media state of affairs. When asked if the rap media personalities of today are bigger than the rappers themselves, uh, Joe Button had only one rumination, and this is what he said, well, yeah, they are. I've learned that when I've started working here, he continued, because I was coming in very, excuse me, coming in every morning with academics, and all the young people in my life were familiar with him, I wasn't. So it was like, oh shit, this guy got some following somewhere. Like, let me get hip. The former Slaughterhouse MC also remarked that the rap media personalities are so powerful today that rappers themselves will find a way to ride their wave in most opportunistic of ways. Man, this is another quote for Mr. Joe Budden. He says, and then the rappers often will. Let me find a nice way to say this. The rappers see the media people has opportunity, uh, excuse me, opportunity sometimes, and they will attach them or attempt to attach themselves to that person for rollout purposes, Joe Button says. Now, it's true uh, because we all know Joe Button is a, well, he was, he, we can say he still is, but he has retired. He quoted, he's been re retiring. You know, he found new outlets. He found new ways to be a personality and, and to, to stride big. Now he's an executive. Now he owns the Joe Budden Network, Joe Budden Podcast. So, and they're getting viewership. Now they're starting Patreon. They're getting to the bag early. Well, well, they've been to the bag early, but now they're continuing to get to the bag. So it's very, very interesting. Now the interview went on to discussion on how today's rap media personalities, such as Noor, or Nori, excuse me, Adam22, as a favorite to, to them <laughs> and DJ Vlad can go on one another's show to get additional press and publicity for themselves. We all saw it. Joe Button was on Drink Champs a couple of days ago with Nori. That was a good episode too. Uh, this trend said Button is one he noticed himself. It is great. This is a quote for Joe Biden. He said, it, it is great, and it can be some, It can be bad sometimes, he said. Like when I had Adam on, oh my God, that conversation lived for two months straight. I did see that, uh, that episode. I think we all did. We saw that episode where Adam 22 came on the Joe Biden podcast. It was just, it was, that was nothing but a riot, I felt. I felt that that was something that was not... Uh, was not up to par, <laughs> and then they ended up getting, they ended up getting into this big feud, and then now, latest news, Adam22 cut off his producer and, well, some partners as of late, and then on the Joe Budd podcast, they clowned him for it, so it's very, very interesting that a lot of these artists, rappers are finding nor, uh, like, new ninjas, they're, they're creating new content, um, because maybe rapping is their thing, but now they're dabbling into executive roles like podcasting and, and radio hosting and radio show uh, production and broadcasting and content creating now. So it's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Congratulations to Joe Budden um, from all of us at the Beyond Sweetie podcast. We were a big fan of the Joe Budden podcast. Hopefully that they're, that they're listening. Mel, Mel is my girl, uh, Melanie Ford. She's my girl because I feel like I am the 
the the melody the mail forward for our show <laughs> and my name is monica so it, it's it's i don't know it's weird it's a weird it's a cool weird dynamic um but i'm excited i'm excited yeah i i agree monica excitement is in the air and you want to know what a lot of people are not excited for you, you like how i segue there there kennedy didn't you uh e3 ladies and gentlemen e3 officially being canceled uh, this is uh, my part of the segment of the show that I wanted to dabble on into. Uh, this, and this is coming for all of us gamers. Now, that's one thing that we all do. You know, we may not dabble into watching wrestling. Uh, it's wrestling in, in MMA for me. I feel a little mm, when I'm watching those, but gaming is my thing. Now, gaming has been very, very interesting in the last couple of days. And the biggest gaming, uh, we want to say, is the Oscars for gaming, or slack of, of 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 some, right? Because you know the Oscars are gaming, that's gaming awards. But another biggest event, a summer event, E3, getting officially canceled. Now I think we've talked about this before, but they have gone all out to say, hey, this has been canceled. Uh, you can even Google it. It says next day and in red it says cancel, right? So that is he that's kind of sad, right? Well, you can Google E3 Tell you what it is locations and last attendance and the last attendance was 66,000 and that was based back in 2019 <laughs> um, Most recent one was June 12 2021 online but it has been officially canceled. And I kind of wanted to give my own little take on this too, because again, we, we mentioned it in previous podcasts before, but it is true guys that it is canceled, but I kind of saw this thing coming. And Kennedy, I think me and you both talk and you kind of saw this thing coming too, because you know, Xbox, Nintendo, uh, Sony, everybody has backed out of this. It is sad right because i know a lot of people like to go to these gaming events and to really be able to play the games and to really be in person go to these conferences but i'm always gonna say we have to look at the cost sony for an example they spend millions of dollars for the showcase for the booths for merchandising publication, marketing, ad marketing, business marketing, these things do come up. These things do add up. They do. So I saw this coming as when we were hitting pandemic year, which was a dreadful year. Things went online and Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox, I feel like we said this before, but they started hosting their own quote-unquote press conferences by streaming directly to Twitch in YouTube, right? To where it's like, okay, if we can spend less money, save millions of dollars just to show our consumers what's coming up next, and they could just tune in on YouTube on a live stream, and we're saving millions, by all means, we're going to save money and cut corners any way we can. Uh, it's a sad dynamic. I do feel for the people that work for E3, the programmers, the the planners, because now they're kind of out of a job. But I don't see E3 coming back. I think E3 is dead. I think E3 will never come back. It's not coming back next year because a lot of people, a lot of gaming developers and publishers, they're realizing the market. They realize that, hey, we're going to save a heck of a lot more money by not doing this right so it's a sad occasion um i'm not really sad about it because like i can still watch streams on youtube right uh we were watching streams and we're watching what's coming up next and hey companies are doing what they got to do gaming gaming developers they're doing what they got to do so uh we'll continue to kind of track this but it is dead a lot of people are talking about it but you know it's not coming back guys it's it's just not so rest in peace e3 rest in peace e3 yeah it's a it's a sad dynamic about e3 uh, but you know there's a lot of great games coming out for e3 um well not from e3 but there's a lot of good games coming out for the summertime i can't wait to see more press conferences for 
this summer because a little shameless plug about our, our content. Uh, of course, I'm going to be back in front of a camera, back in front of our hit stage. I'm going to be doing quite a few shows. Um, before E3 was canceled and E3 was going on, I was going to do a full live stream live and to, to showcase also on our shows about E3, but it since has been canceled. Now we got to restructure our super show that we had planned in June this summer, but we do have a special show in June uh, right from the studio on a stage with audiences, lighting, cameras, a whole shebang, me in front of the camera, kind of like how we used to do our talk shows. So got something in the pipeline for that, by the way. Just a shameless plug for you guys. Now, before we close out this morning's radio show on all of our hit audio platforms, iHeart, Spotify for podcasters, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and so much more, I like to do on the Beyond Swanky Podcast is to kind of dabble into a juicy topic of conversation uh that is juicy on the beyond swinky podcast that's what we do we don't just talk about news and what's going on in the world we like to talk about something that's very interesting and juicy and by the hint of our title of our show this morning we're talking about intimacy now we like to get a little we like to get a little spicy we like to get a little we like to get a little juicy on the show because we're talking about in, in <laughs> I messed up. I messed up my whole my whole script, y'all. Intimacy is what we're talking about here this morning. Uh, there's quite a few podcast shows that we're talking about this topic, and I wanted to talk about it. This one topic that I've got from another podcast show called Ox Speaks. Shout out to them. Uh, they're doing some great stuff with that podcast, by the way. Now, I wanted to talk about intimacy and how important it is to your significant other, your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your, your boo thing, your wife, your husband. And I wanted to kind of ex- kind of talk about how important it is to be intimate with one another, your your partner again, your girlfriend. Now, while I'm on the, the you know, the OK, me and Monica, we've been very open, right? We're 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 together, but we're kind of open with it. Right, we 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 want that relationship, but not too serious. We're we're different, right? Because we're gen we're Gen Zers. We're we're not old tradition. Um, you know, a little bit not it's personal, but not personal. You know, we we've discussed about marriage, and you know, we just we're taking a pause on that. Right, we're taking a pause on marriage and kids. We just we're not there yet. We're just so not there. We're 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 different. I'm weird. We're weird with it. All right. But it is important to stay intimate with your your loved ones, and I I want to express this to to somebody you just you just fucking right. It's someone you just you're just hollering at and you're talking to, but you're not super serious, right? It is also, in my opinion, still important to be intimate with that special someone again it could be your girlfriend it could be your significant other it could be your marriage partner but if it's just somebody that you're friends you're super friends and y'all just like to flirt and y'all like to you know see each other and, and, and spoon one good time right but then it's not super super duper serious and that's how i like it right it is important because you never know how serious that intimacy could be now intimacy in my opinion guys i'm not just thinking about just having sex i i think when i think about intimacy in and this word is kicking my ass right now intimacy when i think about that i don't think about just sex i think about laying in the bed right i think about just sitting on the couch talking for what we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, me and Monica were, were listening to the latest audiobook, The Promised Land. We're sitting on the couch, probably close to each other, kind of sp- maybe spooning or, or like, but we're not talking, right? We just peace and quiet. Let me just hold you, right? Let me just rub on your neck, your back. We ain't got to say anything. To me, that's a level of intimacy. That's that level of intimacy. Maybe if you're at a park, let's say Piedmont Park. That's our favorite, one of our favorite parks we like to go to in Atlanta. Holding hands, we're walking and we're talking about stuff. It could be business or it could be life. We're talking about life. That intimacy is what you need, right? Having dinner, that's an intimate moment right there, guys, right? 
Monica comes over to my house. I'm cooking dinner. I said, babe, I'm cooking dinner. You know, we about to eat this. We talking and we eat. Now that's another form of intimate. Right? I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, guys. Me and my, we watching Night Agent on Netflix. Sitting on the couch. Having a blanket on. And this is what we like to do. You know, we sit on the couch. We got our PJs on. We got our blankets. You know, we got our blankets. We're under the blankets. We're watching this show. We're touching. We're rubbing. And then sometimes that could lead to something else. Right? Where, you know, Monica. Let me not say that, Monica. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot we're on the we're on the air. I can't. I can't get that gross. But you know, that's the level of intimacy that we look forward to, right? And I think a lot of people in our relationship we're not being as intimate. And I'm expressing again. I'm expressing this openly. Whether if you're in a relationship or not, if you're just somebody you're just talking to, and they just coming over, maybe a one night stand. Stay intimate with that person. Because you never know if that might turn into something else, right? Now, a lot of people do ask, you know, where what are different levels of intimacy? And we, uh, of course, went on here. We've got six points of intimacy. Of course, I'll tackle two. Monica, you can tackle the other two. And James, you can chime in with the last two. But I guess I'll go first with the first two. Uh, the first level of intimacy with your partner, again, uh, and definitely clearly definition of that intimacy can be meaning can mean different things to different people but generally refers to emotion physical or sexual closeness and connection between two people again this is not always about sex right you can be physical you can be emotional with people uh the first uh, stigma there of intimacy is communication right good communication is key in intimate relationships talking to your feelings your desires your fears your dreams listening actively to your partner again this could be your girlfriend it could be somebody you just again just like one night stand in it right or it could be your long life partner showing that you can spend that communication that's the problem with a lot of people in our gen z generation where they have these girlfriends and boyfriends and you know they're not listening to each other right now how are you going to be in a relationship with somebody if they're not listening about your desires they're not listening about what you want to me that's not a good relationship when the other person doesn't care about what you got to say how you feel because you're trying to communicate that with somebody now with me i over communicate my friends would tell y'all, audience, text one of my friends. They will tell you, Kennedy loves to over-communicate. I did myself in third person there. I love to overly communicate on things. I do. It's a it's a good trait to have because I'm a business guy. So when you're a businessman, you, you have to over-communicate with stuff. You have to. Um, But that's just my way of doing it, right? So when it comes to a girl that I like, Monica, I'm looking at you. When she's telling me stuff, I'm listening. I'm giving, you're giving all of it to me. Sometimes I try to find the solution to it too, right? I try to find the solution to everything. If if my girl has a problem with something and she comes to me and she's talking and she's trying to communicate what her problem is, first off, I'm thinking, how can I find a solution for her? What is the best solution for her so she's not stressing this out? communication guys that's what we don't have in our generation in relationships we don't and i say that but because a lot of my friends quite a few of my friends that that are on all they're off the market they're dating somebody that i can tell that they communicate and that's always good but in some people in our generation we don't communicate we don't which is scary um spending time uh quality time again i kind of mentioned this uh watching a movie taking a walk again cooking a meal you know sitting on the couch cuddling those are the things i mentioned kind of before but those are both ways both ways of of, of intimacy i agree my love language and i don't think i ever said this guys on our show but my love language is the physical touch Without me trying to be gross on the show, I like for a man to touch me. Touch me. Punch this nipple. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I I like to be touched. 
I like to hug, cuddle, spoon, if you will. Like these are the things that I like personally for me, for me being a love language. And I like to reciprocate. I like to touch others. Not in a creepy way, but if it's someone, Kennedy, I touch you. Right? Because we got this, this relationship thing going and we've been shouting it out for our shows for the past couple of shows now. But I like to touch rub, feel, massage to show that I want to portray this intimacy with you. Right? And I do see that part in our generation. I do see that people like to touch others. And that's where it kind of leads into the sexualness, right? Because, you know, if, if, if someone's touching me and I'm hot and I'm ready, and I'm horny, I'm ready to get it on. And I see that a man that I'm touching gets stimulated, his soldier comes out to march, then yeah, that's, that's a level of intimacy, but that's more sexual, right? Because we're both attracted to each other. And it's so weird because in physical touch, it can be, it's a powerful way to connect with your partner, you know, holding hands, Hugging, kissing, cuddling is a powerful tool. But sometimes I do watch how the way, for an example, a guy touches me. Because it could be a nice soft, but it could be jerky and, and riggery. Now, ladies, lady to lady, I'm telling to all the ladies, if you're with somebody that you, you kind of don't know, but you want to get to know... I'll, first of all, carry mace with you. Pepper spray and mace. Carry those things with you. Because you never know what that man's intention has. You don't know about his intentions. But if he's touching you and it's so nice and soft and you're digging it, that's a good way for intimacy. And in this generation, I've seen intimacy. Um, I also have seen, because not going to shout few of my girlfriends out, because they broke up with their man, but they can tell when the intimacy is gone, when he's not touching you. And I know this sounds like a cliche from a romantic movie, like a Tyler Perry movie or her, whatever, but I had a couple of girlfriends that they tell me, hey, you know, he's not touching me the way he should anymore. So... The intimacy is gone because he's not attracted to me. I know that that sounds like a movie, <laughs> like a Tyler Perry movie, but it is true, right? And quite a few of my girlfriends, they, they left. They, they, they left their significant other, their boyfriends, and one of my girlfriends, she's in the community, she left her girlfriend because she's not touching her anymore. She's not feeling it because maybe she's touching somebody else. Maybe she's intimate with somebody else that's out there in the world. So we have to get back to that generation. We have to make sure that they, we all portray that physical touch. Another thing that I like, and that's on our list, is, you know, expressing that affection. Right? You express your love and affection with your partner through words, actions. Again, can, I'm use me and Kennedy for an example. I'm expressing my love because you're, I'm sitting through watching WrestleMania 39 with you. Even though I don't get that shit, I'm still watching it with you because I know that's your interest. I want to show that I love you. Right? Another thing that we like to do, because I'm a gamer, that I, I'm admitting on the show, I love to game. Playing video games together. I know that might sound a little nerdy, but that's a show of interest. That's a show of an affection that. They, we both have something like that in common, right? To where we get to know each other, our gaming habits, what games we like to play, for an example. You're showing that affection. You're showing your love. You're showing, it's not just so much, and, and, and fellows and ladies, both of us, let's, let's all get this together. You don't have to show your affection by buying each other gifts. Gifts are nice. It's always good to give somebody something very, very special, but sometimes it doesn't have to rely on gifts and gift giving to show that affection that I love you. 
There's another way that you can go out and show infection, affection without getting gifts, buying expensive shit. Right? And that's, that's the part what I feel like our generation, well, old generation, I would say, because you don't really see that much in Gen Z because Gen Z don't have a whole lot of money, <laughs> as I joke. But, you know, we, we work hard, but we, no, nah, we, we, we say we love our money too much, our, us Gen Zers do. But you see a lot of millennials and older generations. Oh, I gotta buy her or him this latest technology. Oh, I gotta buy her a fifteen thousand dollar ring because I want to show that I love her. No, you don't have to do all that. You don't. You just have to show a love and affection, no matter how big or small. If you go small, they're gonna appreciate it. And if they don't appreciate the small things that you buy, maybe that person's not for you. Right? So those are just my, my two takes on showing that intimacy. Again, physical touch and affection. Man, I don't know how I'm going to top that because y'all y'all getting all untouchy and unsexual. But I got to be sexual. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Cover your ears. Um, for me, personally, because me and Maria, Maria's my girlfriend, uh... We share, I, look, I show my fantasy. I do. I, I, I like to share my sexual fantasies with Mar Maria, honey. I'm sorry if you're listening. I'm so sorry, honey. But I like, to, I tell her, hey, this is what I want to do sexually. And it might be the wildest thing, Maria, honey. I'm so, if you're listening this morning, baby, I'm so sorry because I'm kind of putting this out on blast. But I like to show the hey let's try this right let's try this position let's try doing this ooh that you've never done that before do that right become open to exploring new things is, is the whole pro, the whole point of what i'm saying i think in relationships especially older relationships they don't want to try anything new. They want to do the same old, boring, everyday habits, routines, and it's boring. Right? Versus trying something new, and it'd be very, very interesting. Something unique is different. It's out of the box. And... You, you you get to for me okay when we try something different can you know because i go to you gonna say you know can yeah maria did this last night and it was wild it was weird it was not weird but it was wild and it was just like i liked it because it was so new it was just something that was never done before and it was wild it had me in a different world and when I say that that shit is real, it feels so real. So, again, trying something new. Trying something experimental that has never been done. That's a good way, in my opinion. And I feel bad because, Kenley, you and Monica talked about feelings and communication and spending time. With, and we do all these things. Me and Maria do all these things. But, shoot, sometimes we like to get a little freaky. <laughs> You know, so it's it's one of those things that it, it's it's very very important. As me not trying to sound like an asshole, but being vulnerable as well. Being vulnerable, that word's kicking my butt too. Getting vulnerable is a way to go in this in this predicament as well. Being that that vulnerable with your partner can help the to build the intimacy and trust. Uh, it can also share your fears, your hopes, your dreams with them, and the supportive side of them. Being not soft for my gentlemen, and this is a PSA to all of our gentlemen out there, because sometimes being vulnerable means that, oh, you're a punk. Oh, you're too soft. Oh, you're not a man. I share these things with, with Maria, and I tell her that, hey... I could be tough, but I got a soft side too. Gentlemen, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay 
No, I mean, don't be super soft, but it's okay to be a little soft and to be careful, right? To show your emotions because we're growing up in Kinley, man, you talk. We were, were taught, oh, men don't cry. Oh, suck it up. Oh, be a man. Right? And for those guys that are like that, maybe their parents taught that, taught them that. But you're the biggest douchebags when you are that. When you're not being vulnerable with your significant other. Not expressing your feelings and your emotions because, oh, I'm a man. I can't do all that. It's okay to let go. It's okay to, to ease up the brakes a little bit. It's okay to be vulnerable. And that's something I share with, with uh, Maria. And, you know, it's one of those things that that's the best qualities that we both have. Me being vulnerable to her, open up to her, sharing my fears, sharing hopes. I'm still a man. But I like to be vulnerable for my lady, too. To have her understand it. And that's just something at that now. That's something in Gen Z I don't see as often. I see Gen Z men in particular. Oh, I'm a man, so I can't be vulnerable. Oh, I got to be tough and stern and hard for my lady. Because that's what she likes. Not necessarily the good women. Because, baby, I love you. Maria, again, if you're listening, shout out to you, honey. She loves the vulnerable side of me. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters with us staying intimate is to be vulnerable. So remember that, guys. Interesting takes, guys. Very, very interesting takes. Again, those are the key takes for being intimate. Again, we can't stress this thing enough. I like to be intimate. Monica, me and, Mo, me and Monica both like to be intimate. James with Maria. Shout out to Maria. Maria is a good friend of ours. For a good friend of the show, too. Um, but it's good. It's good to be intimate, guys. Try it. R uh, Gen Zers, millennials, old school. Try it. It might save your relationship. It might save your partnership. It might save your significant other. It might change your, your world. Try being intimate. You know? And if that don't work, hell, it just don't work. It ain't meant to be. So that's going to wrap it up here on our podcast this morning. Of course, if you guys enjoyed the show, please remember to leave a like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel version if you're watching the video version of this podcast. And if you're listening to all of their shows for major audio platforms, thank you so very much. We greatly appreciate it. Um, guys, this is what we do, the Beyond Swinky Podcast Season 2 with uh, my, my, my nearest and dearest, James and Monica, in the studio Stay tuned because we're going to be coming right back. And yes, KLP Aftermath will be back. We might be restructuring that show as well. It is coming back very soon. That's all I can say. It's coming back. Uh, the Beyond Swanky Podcast, our number's been up with the show, so we're just kind of controlling this train um, for for sure. So it is it's, it's, it's our show, man. It's, it's, it's the show right now. So again, thank you guys so very much this morning. Uh, have a great, fantastic rest of your day and week. Stay tuned. We'll be back here at Swinky Studios with another exciting uh, podcast. Until then, I've been your main host, KLP Kennedy Lucas, with James Myers and Monica Gray, live at Swinky Studios. Again, as always, we'd like to say from our entire cast and crew, stay safe, stay swanky, peace. <laughs>